Hello, this is your host, Sonata Allison, and welcome back to the Parallel Podcast, where we talk about sexuality as it should be. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Parallel Podcast. So as you guys can see, today's episode will be about Christ being our shepherd. Um, But before we get into that, I want to do some quick um, announcements. So I do want to remind you guys, most of the people that are on listening to the podcast right now are new to the podcast. But if you remember last year, I took a little hiatus in December and I think I'm going to make that a habit. <laughs> okay. Cause I need to breathe. I'm, I'm only but one human. <laughs> so just letting you guys know that December, I will not be posting any episodes, but on Instagram and TikTok, I will continue to be, um, active like I was last year and last year during the week on on um, Instagram, I would just post on Tuesdays the episodes that I just wanted you guys to look back over and watch in the meantime. And then we'll come back on in January. So just wanted to let you guys know that before I just disappear and you guys are like, why? What's happening? Um, so I'll probably remind you guys again sometime in November, probably the mid-November and then probably the last episodes in November as well. So just want to let you guys know that. Also, still working on merch for you guys. I think <clears throat> what I'm trying to do, listen, I'm just going to tell you guys the plan. So you guys don't hate me in December. I'm going to try to drop the merch then. Okay. That's what I'm going to try to do. That's where my heart's at right now. That's what I desire to do. And you'll know for sure if I've done that um, or if I'm getting closer either in the last episode in November or I'll let you guys know on TikTok and Instagram. So follow those platforms if you guys are not already doing that. Um, so you can get, you can be in the know, but yeah, so just wanted to take this opportunity as well to just thank you guys for listening and sharing with your friends. And it's just been awesome to hear the testimonies of, you know, how this podcast has helped people. Every time I tell my friends like, yep, this might be the last month. They're like, no, please don't, don't do that. Um, and the Lord keeps giving me topics. So we are still here. Um, and I think, it'll be two years in a couple of months that I've been doing this. <laughs> That's kind of crazy. Would it be two years? That's wild. Who would have thought? Um, but yeah, thank you guys for being here. So we're going to talk about being, uh, Christ being a shepherd for us today. Um, I want to do this episode because I think when the Lord has given you a promise or you have a strong desire for something, you can look so much at the miracle or desire and forget the God who is providing it for you. So wanted to remind you guys of what it means to have God as your shepherd, as your father, um, and what that means for our lives and for our desires. So let's talk about it. So we all know I'm single, <laughs> right? We all know that I'm fully aware of it, obviously, because it's me. But I think lately I've just personally been convicted about spending too much time thinking about it wondering when I'll meet him where I'll meet him and I just asked myself one day like what if these were the last three months that I had where I can only like prioritize Christ and the Lord um and if these were the last three months what would these months end up looking like and I think that's a good question for you guys to ask yourself what if the thing that I'm praying for and I desire is going to come in the next three months what will my next three months look like is it going to be you just preparing for that person or that thing? Or are you going to cherish the time that you have with the Lord that um, won't be taken up by that time? Um, and I told you all in an earlier episode how I feel about um, 
first Corinthians seven thirty four, Um, and you know, basically it talks about how a single woman is concerned about things of the Lord, but a married woman is concerned with things of the world and how she can please her husband. And that just be making me sad. Honestly, still to this day, when I first heard the verse, it would like really hit me, but now I'm still sad about it. You know what I'm saying? It's, it don't hit me as hard, but it just makes me sad for Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want him to feel like he doesn't have my full attention. You know what I'm saying? He did all that on the cross for me. I'm over here thinking about a man on this earth, <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. I'm also thinking about my man right now as well. So is there really a difference? I don't know. But, but yeah, I'm always having this internal struggle about if I'm spending enough time with the Lord and if I'm thinking too much about, um, my role in finding a man. And I'm gonna just let y'all in on my brain a little bit. Like the verse about faith without works, like it will be beating some of our behinds out here (laughs) sometimes, you know what I'm saying? Like, Oh, do I need to do this? Or do I need to do that? Or do I need to get on this app? Because, faith without works is dead. But I think when we remember that we are well taken care of and that God's will will be done regardless of what we do, um, we can be more at rest and let that verse be um, applied in a more healthy way. So also my therapist told me a couple years ago, um, we can never outsmart God and his plan for us. And that was really helpful in the moment. It really was. Now, do I always remember that? No, but it's good. So that's why I'm telling y'all that. Okay. (laughs) It's good stuff. But like I said, I think it's important for us to remember what kind of God we have on our side. Um, And sorry, quick note. Some of y'all may know I went to Hawaii at the beginning of September. And I guess that kind of renewed my understanding of how God, how big God is and how big the God that we serve is and how powerful he is. Um, And that was through seeing the mountains and experiencing the Pacific ocean. Okay. Y'all, I don't know if y'all have been to the Pacific ocean before. Um, but I almost lost my life in that ocean. Okay. Um, this is not the kind of ocean that you just float in and mind your business. Think about the goodness of God. No, these waves feel like when your sibling mops you upside the head with a pillow to start a a pillow fight unexpectedly. That's what it feels like. Um, so I was trying to surf for the first time over there and them waves were waving. Okay. And it was also a windy day. So then waves were waving and it, it was awful waving more because of the wind. So when I would get caught in a wave, I knew that thing was stronger than me. Like I'm not, I just, you just got to sit there and take it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and wait till you can come up for air. Um, even looking at the waves crash, you can see how powerful they are. So it really just reminded me, like, uh, just told me to be e- easily have a respect for its power because them ways don't know no grace like God does. Okay. Them ways don't know nothing about grace like God does. And they have no respect to persons. And we for sure could know God that way. He could easily treat us that way. But he's gracious and he's loving and he's kind. But he's also more powerful than that wave. That's a word right there. Um, he is strong and he's all knowing, but he's also loving. So I think that healthy fear can help us in the process of trusting him um, and our desire for the things that he puts on our hearts and the things that I guess we put on our hearts as well. And that reminds me of Job too and how God was basically like, hey, put some respect on my name, but also like, love you, mean it, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and Job's situation is even more of a good example of what I want to portray in this episode because Job literally had everything, everything. All the good a human could have. He had a wife. He had children. He had thriving livestock, healthy animals, um, 
a lot of land and all of that was just gone in an instant. And he went through turmoil, just probably asking the same questions that we ask ourselves in these, in our own situations, like why, like, what have I done? What am I not doing? But regardless of what he felt, he still had to trust the Lord to restore those things. And I think a combination of that respect and also trustworthy, loving kindness, um, is all wrapped up in what a shepherd is to, to me and just like in general. Um, and as you guys know, you guys may already know, um, sheep are stupid. <laughs> okay. These things will literally put themselves back into a hard situation that they literally were just dragged out of by a shepherd. So the Bible draws that conclusion between sheep and shepherd a lot. So you can even look up videos where like these sheep will put themselves in a ditch, literally hop no, I'm saying like go out of their way, freaking hop high and, and then boom, get themselves stuck in a ditch. The shepherd will come over, pull them out. And with no hesitation, they'll jump right back in it, right back in it. Y'all need to look, look up these videos. Cause it looks like us. <laughs> okay. Um, that basically sums up mankind, but shepherds have to be patient and they have to be vigilant, but also they are to lead, um, the sheep to water and to pastures, which are good things. Um, I also learned that a, a lot of the time at one time, a shepherd might have like a thousand sheep to keep up with. And in the grand scheme of things, you know, we are all, all these humans are being taken care of by one God that is watching over all of us. So like, like you don't even have to take it from me. The Bible literally draws a conclusion. And I want to add some scriptures as well to help you guys get the image of the, like what the Bible is conveying. So John 10 11 says i am the good shepherd the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep um psalms 23 1 through 6 says the lord is my shepherd i shall not want he makes me to lie down in green pastures he leads me beside still waters he restores my soul he leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake and talks about you know even though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death i will fear no evil for you are with me your rod and your staff they comfort me you prepare a table before before me in the presence of my enemies. John 10, 16 says, I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. And that's beautifully said. First um, Peter 2, 25 says, For you are straying like sheep, but you have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your soul. Um, and there's so many beautiful scriptures about shepherds. And us. basically what a shepherd does is he takes care of his own. Um, and I think that's just so beautiful and such a, a cool way to just see what Jesus is to us in a literal way that we can see on earth still to this day. Um, but I want to also go more in depth with, uh, one more scripture, which is Luke twelve thirty two that says, do not be afraid little flock for your father has chosen gladly to give you the kingdom. And I don't really need to go any further. You know what I'm saying? Like that's this verse alone. You could just pluck this one right now and sit with it throughout your life and whatnot. But um, there can be so much you can see in one verse. And that's why I love so much about the Bible. Um, And in seasons of waiting and expectation, this one verse can help you to like return to a place of peace. And remember you're taken care of. Um, So the first part says, do not be afraid. So we can soak that in. Like this can be read as a command, but also as something that reassures us. This does not, have to be an opportunity to question your faith like 
I'm going to get in trouble for being afraid. It's an opportunity to remember that he is a trustworthy God that knows the plans that he has for you so that you don't have to be afraid. So that's the difference there. Um, he's saying don't be afraid because he's trustworthy. That's why. Not for you to put focus on yourself or blame on yourself that you're not having enough faith. You can really think of it more of like a father coming alongside you, grabbing your hand and, and just like reassuring you saying like, trust me, don't be afraid like right before a scary thing that you're about to do with him. So we have this in, you know, in a God who is a shepherd to us, who can lead us into the unknown. Shout out to Frozen um, with confidence. Um, then the verse goes on to say that your father has chosen gladly. I think when we were in the wait, it might feel like God doesn't want the good thing for us. Um, and that, and that's not always true. Um, the Bible says in Matthew seven eleven, if you, though you're evil, know to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? So basically, if you're crusty behind, you know what I'm saying? If we, uh, our flawed human self can muster up the thought to even give a good gift, um, to our own child, how much more will our perfect heavenly father give a good gift to us? So he's not a God who likes to watch you gravel and beg for things. He wants good gifts for you um, and for all of us. But we have to remember that he defines good as well. So a good gift could be what he's developing in you while you strive to acquire the gift um, and then the gift itself. So, you know, people are always saying it's not about the destination it's about the journey I think that actually is very true though and like that I think that encompasses the Christian life like we are becoming more like Christ so the things that we're doing on this earth honestly are meaningful meaningless if our goal is not Christ and in the in the time that it takes for us to acquire the gift or the good things that he has for us on this earth um it's also growing us to be more like Christ as well and I think a, a good parallel um, to that, ooh, I said parallel. <laughs> it's always funny when people say the name of the movie in the movie, and I did that in the par- in the podcast. But um, I think a good parallel to this is when Peter walked on water with Jesus. Um, like, just think about that for a second. A human being other than, other than God in the flesh walked on water. Like, that's kind of crazy. But he wanted to trust Jesus, and he had his eyes on the Lord. But once he was scared that the miracle wasn't going to hold up, he took his eyes off of Jesus. And that's when things fell apart. Not because the miracle was happening, but because he took his eyes off of Jesus. I think we all want to walk on water, but we can't take our eyes off of Jesus. And the last part of this scripture says he chose gladly to give you the kingdom. That's what it says in Luke. Um So the full verse, as you guys know, just to kind of remind you, it says, do not be afraid, little flock, for your father has chosen gladly to give you the kingdom. Um, So like I said, like we want to trust God and God is his plan for us is is for us to have the the kingdom. And he gladly gives us that, Um, you know, the Bible says to seek first the kingdom and all will be added. Um, Christ is the ultimate gift, period. But our father also chooses gladly to give us good gifts um, as well outside of Christ. And it is really hard to balance, you know, deeply desiring a tangible gift while also having access to Christ, um, who is the fulfillment of everything. And I never want you guys to think I've mastered this because, as I said earlier, I'm I'm already sad that Jesus will have less time, less my attention when I get a boyfriend. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just when I meet a man. 
he gonna have less of my less of my thought space and that makes me sad um but I think just the Lord has been allowing me in this space of waiting in this you know I guess season in the season just allowing me to see people in my personal life to get to know him better and I've still been out here evangelizing on these date naps um <laughs> and seeing the Lord the Lord work in these men's lives too and I was telling my friend recently that I might not have found my man, but I'm, I'm a fisher of men out here in these, in these, in these streets. Um, so the Lord is still blessing me and allowing me to see in different people close to me and just random men that, you know, just the beauty of what it looks like to be in a relationship with Christ and seeing how that changes people's lives. And that has been fulfilling for me, um, in this time. And, I know, just so grateful for Jesus and who he's been for me. And, you know, that's another, that's another part of it too. Like, he's just been reminding me, like, he literally is my best friend. And uh, it's just a beautiful because I feel like when I was younger, um, in an unhealthy way, I would look for something in friendships, um, in a best friend, someone, you know, who was my person. And, you know, like in high school or like elementary school, you're like, you only want your best friend to be your best friend. Um, because you want to, you want to belong to someone and you want someone to belong to you. But, um, I just think lately the Lord's just been reminding me, like he is my best friend and he does make me so happy and he makes me a better person. And he also protects me and he has my best interest at heart. And, you know, he's the best shepherd of my life. Even when I do submit to a man in marriage, like God is always going to be better. And I'm just grateful that I have him and that he loves me so well. And, as I spoke about in previous episodes, you know, the question we ask in close relationships is, will you be there when I need you the most? And Jesus' answer to that question is always yes. So I just want to call you guys to rest in that and know that he is a good shepherd and he is the one person that will fulfill your heart's deepest longings and deepest desires. So um, lastly, I did just want to share with you guys um, a song that reminds me of this. Um, and it's by Stephanie Gritzinger. I hope I said her last name, like her last name, right? I don't think I've ever said her last name out loud before. Um, but the song is no one, no one's, no one ever cared for me like Jesus. Um, I love that song. It's so good. Um, and then there was, there's a a pastor that, um, I love to share. I don't know if I shared him on here, but Rich, Villalas, I don't know if I said that right. I'm sorry. Is V I L L O D A S? All my all my uh, Latin people, just bear with me here. But he said, "What God does in us as we wait is often much more important than what we are waiting for." Not the easiest thing to hear, but I think as you, as someone who's been waiting most of my life for this thing, um, for marriage, um. I think when you look back on your journey, you realize like, wow, I've been becoming more like Jesus through just trusting him and having faith. And it's obviously easier, easier said than done, but I think it is very true. Um, and also that reminds me of this Mia Fields did a, uh, podcast interview about the wait for her husband. And she talks about like all the signs that the Lord gave to her in the meantime. Um, but how, how it's not really a story about how to find a husband. It's a story about how to have faith. And I just think that's so beautiful. At the end of the day, our goal is the final marriage between us and Christ. So, um, he can use a marriage to build your faith, which is even more beautiful. Cause that's a double blessing right there. Um, so yeah, 
Um, as you guys know, you can follow the parallel at the parallel pod on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Um, remember to speak the truth in love, kiss the sun, and I'll speak to you guys.